right, welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. And, and we're happy to have you. And we are happy to have you. You specifically. You know who you are. Yes, you. You. Yes. Yes, yes, you. Yes, you. Yeah. We're talking to you. <laughs> Legit talking to you. Right to you, Randy, I want to say. Steve? Probably shouldn't have. Yeah, don't specify it. <laughs> yeah. We're ruining our own. We, we are. This isn't going where it's <laughs> Our own uh, compliments. All right. So I've, uh, let's, we'll get back on track this week. Yeah. And um, I think we'll start off with uh, what we played, which... Oddly enough, uh, is the exact <laughs> same game. A lot of one game. Yes, we played the same game twice, and it took all of game night. Um, we so, were both surprised. It was a really great experience, though, because we were both very surprised. Very surprised. At the quality of the game design, um, because this game is like almost, they with the art direction, they almost tried to make it as bland on every level as possible, yeah, it, except for gameplay. <laughs> it definitely looks terrible. And if you are the art director publisher designer what have you um i'm sorry in advance but your great game is great it just <laughs> looks really bad like i the only thing i can possibly compare it to in ugliness factor is like um what do you like maybe Castles or, of burgundy orleans or capital of burgundy yeah. capital capital of <laughs> burgundy the sequel um, <laughs> castles of burgundy yeah where you're just like i'm never playing this game but you play it and you're and like, like I'm wow play this that game was forever. so good so you're probably wondering what this game yeah is. we should probably say the yeah. name uh we're, we're talking of course of ethnost ethnos <laughs> not ethnost <laughs> glasnost ethnost that's <laughs> very scandinavian yes. uh ethnos yeah the even the name is just yeah, nondescript I had no idea unclear what it is no idea what i was walking into i'm like ethnos is that like a greek thing are we like greek gods or no you're not uh so but great game it's not really, even clear really exactly what you as the player are except the leader of a band of different fantastical races i guess for, yeah for no reason it's very amazing how little they explain in this game they're really zero theme if yeah. we're being honest about it there's yeah you no could slap anything whatsoever. on it honestly yeah. but um, but it does work with the fantasy element. It's kind of because it, it feels and looks sort of like a prototype for an expansion of Blood Rage. Hey, let's get back to Blood Rage <laughs> yeah, right away. Anyone, anyone, and by the way, Bill, what are your thoughts on Blood Rage? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if we've ever <laughs> talked about Blood Rage before, but uh, yeah, no. Um, Ethnos is really neat. And for those who haven't played it, um, it's uh, it it there's set collection aspect, there's a drafting aspect, and a really really interesting unique take on deck building where you're drafting cards to build your deck but then when you use some of them you discard all of them yeah i play your so entire hand you've got up you know so you say you're collecting cards you've got eight cards you play three of them the other five get discarded so you collected them you know, for really no reason. But a lot of the collection ends up being from um, not drafted from face up, but uh, taken face down. So you do end up with cards you're not going to play. But it's also very cool when you can, you know, um, draft or draw five or six cards and then play all five or six at once. And you're like, okay, yeah, no so way. satisfying. Super efficient. And yeah. everyone says, did you just play all your cards? Yeah. <laughs> you're so efficient. And you just act like, 
yeah, I did. Is that a big deal? I had no idea. Yeah, it's like a Vulcan's wet dream. Yeah. Super efficient. It's such a cool, simple thing, though, because you develop, you start developing, like, you have an, in- an initial strategy when you get your first card or cards, and then what's available, and then you, but you get more and more options, and then by the time you're getting close to playing something, you suddenly have to make a decision on, yeah. well, crap, what am I going for here? Because I have two really good options, and I'm going to have to put these back into the pool so everyone else can get the other option I don't want. So it's like, right? What how what helps them too much? And so it, suddenly you're like really, really focused on a lot of strategy options, which is really cool. Yeah, I have knowing somebody was collecting something. I have purposely gone with a different set than I had originally anticipated playing, in order to keep those cards off the face up board because right. I knew somebody needed them. Um, so that 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 adds a really cool element to it just because you draft it or just because you draw it doesn't mean it's yours and the other person misses out on it so uh it's it's really neat and you don't play with the same sets of cards so there's what like 10 or 12 12 races and you play with six six yeah so really you've got just this plethora of different gameplay options and each each race plays very different um very differently for you uh, grammar Nazis <laughs> out there. Um, and in here. Right. And, you know, wherever. <laughs> it's me just censoring myself. It's realistic. <laughs> Bill's punching himself in the leg right <laughs> like, now. Stop oh, it. Idiot. <laughs> told myself I wouldn't do this. <laughs> you know that's an adverb. But, um, yeah. So uh, I, It's an amazing, too, because, like, even though, really even though the... So there's 12 races and you play with six. Um, and they're not, like, they're all really unique. And some of them are, like, the kind of the opposites of the others where I think it's like um, dwarves and minotaurs are the similar mechanism, but it's for boosting your uh, hand size that you'll play versus boosting your territory invasion requirements. So it's the same mechanism, but for different strategies. completely different things. And you could definitely be focused on both. But it just, I was going over my head when I was driving home to like cool strategy mix-ups and how I would approach strategy because um, there are very obvious clear strategies that some of them are like, I'm amazing for this. Do this with me. And you're like, okay, of course I'm going to implement at least that guy in my strategy plus whatever else. Right. But I was trying to think of like, what if you could, what if you took out certain ones and put certain ones in and just, anyway, I was a whole ride home. I was just trying to like fantasize about gameplay, how the game would change with different setups of races. Cause it would be drastically different in how I oh, would approach yeah. strategy. V- very different. It's really well done. In that and way. it's not just set collection of the races. Uh, each each one of those they have different um, territories on them too so you can choose to play based on uh, a set of the territories or a set of the races so you can have a hand where you have you know a a few different territories a few different races and you can kind of combine them in different ways based on and you can only lead uh, I say lead, but uh, the top card is what you actually... It's the active card. The, it's the that power that's being activated. Yeah, so you may have an elf and a wizard and a minotaur in your set, but if the top of it is a dwarf, then you just get that dwarf benefit. Um, so that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting crossover. And it like that forces you, because whenever you play a hand, it... The color or the the region is the one you're going to put your territory con- or your piece on to start your territory control, and so it's interesting where it keeps, like you definitely do that targetedly, but you can't not get into the territory control part of the game. It, right. it that's that's what happens. But even though you're doing laying down large stacks for points, you're still 
I don't know. It, you can't ignore it. You can't you, ignore you can't it. Ignore yeah, it. yeah. I so. kind of tried to ignore it for some. I ended up by default winning a few. I I won the second game, by the way, because <laughs> you know Bill wins. Um, Who won the but, first uh, one? Kaz though. won the first. Oh, one. Right. was it? <laughs> Weird. Um, uh, but yeah, but there's uh, it's it, it kind of sucks you, you in though because eventually, regardless whether you've been paying attention or not, you're in the running usually yeah. in some areas, and so you're like, well, I can't not go after those points. Exactly. <laughs> and so you're like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm right there. I may as yeah. well. Yeah. Very, very cool game. If you have it, good for you. Sorry, <laughs> good the last you. <laughs> five minutes were super boring. But um, No, because I feel like Ethnos fans are few and far between, so they're all like, yeah, finally, someone's saying our <laughs> game is cool. I spent so much money on this game. No one wants to play it. Um, Can't be that expensive, right? No, it's not. It's not. It's Because it, it's one of those games that came out, got really good reviews for design, and then it looks so bland. I mean, even what we were saying, it's Minotaur, Wizard, Elf. He, halfling like You're the like, most what? standard <laughs> fantasy names the uh, like and they don't it, it, it's not like you are a race either. yeah so it it's really weird in that there's just all these different like you have control like over these jrr tolkien in his mind making these crazy creatures yeah. dance for you You're yeah, basically and, and they're all in like yeah it's it it really realistically has no theme it is it is basically an abstract game yeah. um for all intents and purposes but nobody really likes to play abstract games except for, you know, like just players or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, I think, so I think what happened is uh, people were kind of like, meh, and then they got other brighter games and then uh, they <laughs> planned on selling a lot and they had over surplus. So they, uh, you can get it for quite a good deal now. I think it's only like 30 some bucks. Really? I think so. Huh. Well, it's a great game. God, seriously, go buy it if, uh, Although it's ranked 230th on uh, Board Game Geek, which honestly isn't that bad to be. Uh, that's, I don't think. So. Yeah, that's for a, it came out in pretty, 2017, and yeah, that's that's legit. I mean, that's, heavy hitters over the last few that's years. Still, that's still legit. So it's not like super obscure or anything. But um, I think why it's so low too is it's pretty it's pretty light. I mean, there's a there's a lot to the strategy that you can do, but it is a the game itself is not complicated. And I feel I could see some people. Who like a more convoluted structure, right? Like feeling like something was missing. Um, it's not complicated. No. Yeah, it's um, it's extremely straightforward. So, which is it's, it's a strength. Strate- it's more strategic than than I think it looks. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think that the yeah yeah yeah. And I think also too because my wife was looking over where she was playing Space Base because she loves Space Base <laughs> uh, so much. I could do a whole show on Space Base because that's a cool game too. Um, but she she absolutely loves it. But she was glancing over and she's telling people, "Oh, there's no way I would play that. That looks way too complicated." Of course, this is the same girl who came in second place in Great Western Trail, <laughs> which is like yeah. the most complicated it's game I think I've hell. played. But um, she's like, yeah, that looks too complex. So it kind of looks like one of those complex-ish Euro games, but it really is super simple. I mean, you could probably play it with a 10-year-old. Yeah, but it definitely um, scratches that itch. Like, it's, yeah. it, And that's why it's like, God, it's a good position for a collection because it does scratch that like Euro-y complexity game, but in like an hour. And you know? it's very strategic. It's a lot deeper than... I think that we even think it is. You know what kind of reminds me of is um, in like the straightforwardness of it, but an unexpected depth is uh, when Dominion first came out Mm -hmm. and Dominion's definitely been, I mean, Dominion holds up. There's still games that borrow a lot from Dominion that are brought more complexity and engagement to the table. Every deck builder ever. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) They definitely built and built and built and built on that system. Um, But Dominion still holds up because it's so straightforward and accessible. And like you could, you could play with someone who's younger and 
they would get it. At but least. it can be very, very, very strategic, especially oh, yeah, depending on which which cards you have available. Um, so it's yeah, I I agree with that. So that's what we played. <laughs> we played though, yeah. Do we mention we played it twice back so to back? Twice, yeah, yeah, back to back. I don't know if we, we mentioned like, that or not. Yeah, we all got to playing and we're like, that was really good. God, should we play this again? You want to play this again? Hey, should we play this again? And we Why played not? it again. We totally played it again, and it was a lot quicker the second time, I think, too. Yeah, so. I think we came in right about an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time is about an hour and a half, and so. we had f- full complement because I think it plays five, five at the most. It plays six. Oh, it does. We oh, wow, five. that's cool. We had room for one more, and nobody wanted. Oh, to play right, with us, yeah. So because they, they were all to hit space bears, cool and everybody. Like, yeah, because space bases so hard. <laughs> um, no one's impressed with your space base. Yeah, nobody. My my daughter, every time uh, we would say space base, she thought we were saying space space. <laughs> and she's like, that's a stupid name for a game. <laughs> like, that yeah, would be it a, is stupid a stupid name. name. <laughs> space space. Space base seems a little more legit. So That's clearly a typo that no one corrected right. when they but were workshopping what? names. Let's call this. What should we name our space, space game? Space? How about space? I guess that's clever. And, uh, more space? So like double space how about space, no 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 space. not double space 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 <laughs> are you okay <laughs> do you know you're saying space twice yeah. <laughs> and the sequel it's a it's a <laughs> fantasy game it's called dungeon dungeon yeah you know you guys should dungeon dungeon in space space <laughs> it's still in space somehow i don't yeah, know how they do it it's like, weird but yeah. i guess technically um, we're all in space indeed so okay well that so, does it for our uh unsanctioned ethnos plugging <laughs> um but we did not yeah. get paid by, uh, <laughs> but we are desperately yes. trying to be paid so right so, so if you're uh, listening <laughs> publish of ethnos, ethnos or paulo send us a copy please for our very own but uh but definitely was worth it is yes. worth checking out and it's on my list now my good list not like santa's list i have three lists right now i have uh games i desperately want to buy games i I think are cool, but I'm not sure if I want to buy. And then the main list I'm with right now is games I'm trying to keep myself from currently buying. <laughs> 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 because it's, the ticket on those is a little high, and I just I really, we're about to move, and I know I don't want to spend any money. So I'm like... thought you were going a different direction yep. there. I kind of thought you were going to be... And games that I really never want to buy because they're terrible. Like, well, I keep a really? list of those just, games. <laughs> you have like a hit list of God, games? Game, wow. <laughs> that seems real so asshole. So time-consuming. <laughs> You don't have to hold on to that rage. You can just be more positive. I find each designer and I write them a personal letter telling them I will never, ever <laughs> consider buy your buying your game. <laughs> Good day, sir. God, I wish this guy would stop writing me. <laughs> Get it. They're like, what's... Fine. It's fine. Okay. You don't have to buy my game. I don't even remember asking you to. <laughs> How did you find me? <laughs> yeah. And why? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm glad you don't carry that around with you because that's, that's a lot of <laughs> so a lot of misplaced rage, um, blood rage, in fact. Hey. <laughs> no, okay. We promise not to talk right, anymore. Control about, yourself. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Um, what else were we going to get into today? We we're going to talk about um, our situation yes. as we are uh, budding, aspiring, uh, aspiring budding designers, uh, flowering. Well, not flowering yet. That comes no, later. No. We have yet to flower. We've, we're still we've been seeded. Yeah, we are germinated designers <laughs> who are potentially, I should say, I guess. Right. Yes. Who are uh, in the middle of getting a game that we designed, um, published yes. by a publisher, as is how you do it, I guess. Yeah. And um, we we're just going to talk about kind of where we're at, because um, we got some news earlier this week that was some great news that 
one of the studios under the publisher that we've been talking to is really is interested. I shouldn't say really. We haven't talked yet, but he is interested in our game. Yep. He wants to pick it up. Um, so the start of the story, um, I mean, you probably, I think we've already gone over. We won the uh, Mr. B Game Design Contest at VCon um, last year. Maybe even the year before. I don't remember. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> been a while. And so uh, he, Mr. B Games pitched it to um, his studios. There's four studios that are uh, kind of under that umbrella. And um, one of them uh, was interested. So they said, hey, we'd like to take the prototype for 30 days and either make an offer or send the prototype back after that. 30 days were up a few days ago and he said he that, that they want it and uh they they want the game so we're moving forward with uh getting a contract put together and signed and hopefully i'm i would hope that by early 2020 we could have a kickstarter in the works yeah i would hope so too i mean it's been it's been a while it's taken us a long time to get to this point and Decades, um, in fact. Yeah, I started. Ages. We started this when we were what ten? Yeah, nine and a half. Like, long, yeah, 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 nine and a half, ten. About realistically, it's only been about a year. Yeah, it's yeah. been about a year, and I mean, it's it's hard to tell, you know, especially when you're so new. It's like, is this normal? Is this uh, this seems very slow? But we also understand yeah. we're working with a, a local publisher who's got a very good reputation, of course, and they're very busy as well. And so, um, you never know. But it's nice to have. Yeah something happening and something good everything happening. in this industry just seems to kind of flow at its own it's very pace. free it's very yeah it's like hey time we're not sure about that but you know hey, what we'll get there man yeah it's fine. it's the journey it's fine yeah yeah let's stop and smell the flowers yeah maybe right. plant some while we're out. yeah maybe so. maybe watch them go through a season of winters and summers yeah. i don't know right so. but yeah, but it's super exciting. So we're both been we've been talking like oh, okay about what um, uh, what our conversation is going to be, and cur- just kind of curious what they're going to bring to us and what their thoughts are on the game because like they have been looking at it and playing it the last month, um, at least to get their interest, and then um, understanding kind of their position on the business side of it. I'm really curious that I'm curious yeah. what their what this company because I'm sure companies are all different to a degree, but there's got to be some sort of industry. Right. And we both looked up like industry standards and stuff like that. So it'd be curious and how know, the conversation starts. I know this particular publisher uh, was uh, worked for and with um, a bunch of other really big name publishers uh, throughout his career. So I know that um, it will be an industry standard. Yeah. So I don't think it, it's not like a small publisher was like, yeah, it's my second Kickstarter game out of my right, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited too to see that part of it and mm-hmm. kind of to see what it evolves into is the are we keeping the theme as is is it going to be right. you know modified somewhat is uh are any of the gameplay elements going to be removed or modified or added i'm sure they will with development but i'm, I'm intrigued yeah yeah i can't wait i can't wait and then um oh shoot i was just gonna say something i totally spaced what i was gonna say Hmm. That's unfortunate in a, a <laughs> podcast. Uh, Let's pause for five minutes and keep, edit for time. Got to keep things moving. <laughs> no, we can edit. We're, this isn't radio. Right, we could just it. could that's be five it. hours later for all they know. Yeah, yeah, nobody knows. I just took a nap like <laughs> two minutes clips. ago. Suddenly, it's raining in the background. There's light and thunder. 
Then the birds are chirping. Yeah. We've been working on like this every for ten four minutes. days. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be exciting because the other side of it too is it's yeah, like you said they're definitely like um, uh, pro- professional. They they're uh, they're a established company, and so it's gonna be feel professional but oh that's what i was gonna say it was like is uh i'm just curious to see once we get into this phase how quickly this goes because then for us we can kind of plan timelines for our next game knowing potentially how long it's going to take through the phases so we know especially if you're presenting i'm assuming we can stress some things over others and be like well we're going to redo this anyway or re-examine this or so anyway that's kind of i'm i'm curious about too is how that plays for a designer when they're thinking of um getting into this part of it yeah agreed so this will be like a, an audio blog, yeah. sort of, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Hopefully you do, because we, we like you. Yes. Randy, we love you, you buddy. <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> uh, long time. Um, so uh, that actually sort of transitions into something that I wanted to maybe look at discussing a little bit, and that is uh, Kickstarter. Yes, yeah. And and I did did we discuss this last week? Uh, we did all? a little. We talked a little bit about Kickstarter, but um, but there's more to talk about. I'm yeah. sure because I sort of feel like at this point, um, I'm not sure how much more Kickstarter can can evolve. Uh, how much more it can handle before it's oversaturated? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At this point, you've got large publishers like Simon and. You know, big, big publishers that are basically using Kickstarter as a pre-order platform. Right, right. So it's it's not like, oh, we don't have enough money to publish this game. Help make our dreams come true, uh, which is what Kickstarter originally was for. And I, I appreciate the fact that this platform can do that. Mm. And, and maybe a lot of these bigger games, even from the bigger publishers, may not be made if they didn't have the avenue of getting all this interest yeah, and getting kind of some of the, sales, the f- yeah. front end stuff financed. Um, but at the same time, I feel like so much of the money, these big like million dollar projects and $200,000 projects and things like that are going to these gigantic established companies that I don't want to say don't need the money because obviously they're in business. They need the money. Um, but I think that they could do it at a different avenue, hold a pre-sale right. on their own website, um, partner with, you know, uh, they're in every game store. I mean, it's not yeah. like you can go to a game store anywhere and not find Blood Rage. You know? Right, right. Just named off, off the <laughs> right. top of your I mean, head, name any game. Head, uh, any, Blood Rage, yeah. Um, so it's not like you can't go and find it. So it's not like they don't have the in with a distributor and Mm -hmm. they couldn't do it uh the traditional way and make just as much money because they could what are the um there's a couple publishers that kind of still don't right like the fantasy flight doesn't kickstarter right fantasy flight doesn't because i I think because they own everything well there's yeah they're so huge they don't need to because you can see why like hasbro kickstart i mean nobody's gonna they're not gonna do that and i remember them talking about it and they're like yeah that's not even in our plan and yeah it's like well yeah you don't need to but you yeah you can totally see the draw for especially a medium-sized game company that having a really bad sales for a game you were banking on can ruin you right knowing ahead of time well before we even print anything (laughs) but when do you transition from 
yeah. I need Kickstarter to help make my dream come true to, hey, this is a pre-order for one of our 18 big box games that are coming out, yeah. not just here, but to a local game store near you because we have a, you know, international distribution deal. Uh, so at, at some point, it seems like you're taking away you're taking I don't want to say taking money away but you are you're taking money away from yeah, uh, smaller yeah. publishers which I feel like is what Kickstarter should be and I know mm-hmm. some some people are going to uh it's very small unfortunately but some people are going to like Indiegogo or some mm-hmm. of these other um you know GoFundMe or what have you um these other crowdfunding platforms but you just cannot get the exposure no, on any of those that you can on Kickstarter. I mean, Kickstarter, uh, it's I think it's over 50%. It's like 57% or something, and somebody's going to fact check me on this. But it's over 50%, I know that, of its revenue comes from uh, gaming right. projects. You know? uh, yeah, so, which is so it insane. Is, it, it is the platform for tabletop games, especially. Yeah, I was on the other day, and I kind of... I was scrolling down, and I, I, you know, and it has your purchases of the pie based on what type of material purchase. And I was, I, I, it's all gaming for me, and right. like I, I haven't done a lot of them, but I was just clicking through the pie, and I kind of forgot they do other things inside of games. Right. I was like, oh, music. Oh wow, I forgot you can do music and stuff here, yeah, like other yeah. projects. That's amazing. There's really neat stuff you can do on there, but but yeah, uh, so much of its revenue comes from tabletop games that obviously Kickstarter's not going to do anything about it. They're oh, not yeah. going to say, oh, huge publisher, you can't. Uh, you know, put do your game is basically a pre-sale here. Um, I've read some things online where people, some people are suggesting that Kickstarter could basically be an online store within oh, yeah. the next year or two. Which, I could which see that. Effectively, it almost is like an Amazon, but pretty much. I mean, obviously, not on the same scale, uh, but it's so close to that because. These days, like when when Kickstarter first started, people first started putting games on Kickstarter. It was like, hey, here's my idea. I need some money to fund uh, artwork sure. and to get, uh, you know, be able to play test it some more and get a prototype done and all these things. And nowadays, you need to be like yeah, 95% percent ready yeah. to go to print. Yeah. Uh, you have to have your art done, at least 80% of your art. Mm-hmm. Um including some really nice pieces uh your your flagship pieces um if you're doing a you know card game or something you don't need all 200 cards but you need probably 100 mm-hmm. yeah. 120 cards done um you need to have prototypes you need to have not only prototypes printed up but you need to have them in the hands of reviewers and right. get reviews coming in to help kickstart kickstart i guess your yeah. kickstarter campaign um but these aren't any more help me fulfill my dreams. Yeah. It's help me, uh, my dreams done here. Yeah, do you I like just my dream? need, yeah, I need you to give me the money to get it printed and distributed. Um, and so that's that has kind of gone away a lot too. And other Kickstarters too, a lot of them are more, hey, here's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Help me make this dream a reality outside of the tabletop market. Yeah, it's. I mean, I. You, you, it's like, what do you, what do you change to offset that? I mean, because it well, seems like because it's evolved to that point, and it's evolved there yeah. because these larger companies have done that on purpose. They've come mm-hmm. out and said, "Hey, 
uh, we know this is going to be a $250,000 Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. So we've already put in $50,000 into prototyping and development and art and everything else so that it will draw people in and they can see, oh, look, minis. You know, yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, the mini oh, phenomena. Okay. And then everybody goes after it. But then the guy who's like, hey, I really want to make this card game work, but I don't have any money up front for artwork or anything like that. That, that dude's never going to get a cent. Yeah. It is an interesting game because you know, it feels like the only thing that can really happen is another marketplace has a hit that's like that. That's the, just the guy doing that because it's not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna stop. You know, what I mean, Fantasy yeah. Flight is eventually going to do this. There, there's gonna be some reason why, like, because it's a dumb amount of obvious market research that they don't have to pay for to do right. for every game they do. It's like, is this game interesting to people? And Holy already, crap! It is. <laughs> there's already a built-in market. Yeah. So there are people. Oh yeah, it's like, like it's me. like feeding hungry fish in a pond. Like yeah. it just throws something in there. And it's like sit there and every day look for hey, what's new? What's new? What's the next Kickstarter staff favorite? Oh, that looks good. Minis, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so there's already this sort of captive audience of like Kickstarter addicts. Oh yeah. You know, you see all yeah, these super backers, and I think to be a super backer, what do you? Do you have to get like twenty or thirty or fifty or some shit like that. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Games and or kickstarters in the last like eight months or a year or whatever it is. And uh, I thought I was killing it because I think I have like twenty eight purchased since like last November, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a super bagger. Yeah. Um, on a, the bright side, I'm just got word that the first kickstarter that i ever kickstarted um last year is has shipped out holy so shit you've, you've done 28 kickstarters in the last year uh since uh since december oh my god yeah that's insane started off strong yeah, 28 of them in the last like six months so yeah um i've done two in the well, last year. i'm really excited because i it, to me like i sort of yeah, part it is fun. Part of it's market research too, in that you kind of I want to see what the process is like. I want to see what frustrates me as a backer, and I have noticed there are some games that I back and I never hear from people again. And huh. then there's ones where I get you know every week I'll get an update. Hey, you know we just got this to the printer. Or, hey, just got new art back for this card. Check it out, guys. Yeah. And so you're constantly, and they'll always put this little, hey, we're still on track for October, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. So I'm constantly Do you knowing find that, about it. Can you trace like which, because the only two I've backed were um, uh, one with Seventh Continent. And so it's just, that's pretty that's much all those guys do. Big, yeah. and, and it's big. And so, but it's like their community is built around that one game. And so they were very responsive. Right. Second one, it is Carnival Zombie, which is a similar situation. I have to double check, but I don't think they're working with a big publisher I don't know who originally published. I think it, it was a same, small publisher. The same publisher that originally. I can't. It? I'm not sure, but I think the publisher was small, okay. and I think it was one of those things where it was a surprise hit, and then people are clamoring for it, so they kind of had a built-in. Yeah, Tom Vassell really liked it. So yeah, yeah. It it kind of. Yeah, I did get that bump there for sure. Yeah, but I was curious, like, is it the big? Is it because I feel like that's where, as an indie person starting out, that's where you shine is trying to keep your community growing by yeah. just creating buzz constantly like oh, that's your second part of the development is Agreed. keeping the community keep kickstarter community active so i'm curious how um 
how active like the bigger publishers are are any of them then you're backing bigger um, publishers or they're all kind of like middle or small most of the ones i have backed uh most of them are really small um i think six or seven of them are like first time okay. uh, projects um and then uh i've done three of them from button shy games so oh, okay they, the, the little wallet games with like the you know 16 cards or whatever it is 18 yeah. cards um so they're are those guys uh, pretty good at communicating uh they, they are yeah they are. they're very good they also pretty much when they hit kickstarter um their stuff's done i mean they sure, just yeah. need to send it off to print and then they get the wallet thing and they pack it so it's really like a as soon as the kickstarter ends it's another month and they've got it in the mail yeah so i mean small that's, games and yeah that's pretty much what their business is designed exactly around, right they, they don't I do think anything they do else one then. every month yeah oh uh, yeah yeah just, one of these God, micro crazy games to think about. a month and uh and their kickstarters are decent i mean they they do pretty well uh some of them better than others but um that's one of the ones that uh that is is on the way um but I've got I've got three or four of them now that I so when do when do they arrive? Start arriving. Um, they should start arriving next week. Ooh, exciting! Yeah, I've got. I'll, I should have plenty. Uh, one of them is whales destroying the world. Oh, I think you told me about yes, that one, which I'm super excited about. Um, I've I've watched some playthroughs and and they're they're pretty communicative and it's their first game. It's just this uh, these like three or four dudes in. Uh, a Norway or Sweden or <laughs> got a vendetta against some, whales. <laughs> yeah, like some some Nordic. Every country. day I look out my window and see the whales. I hate them. <laughs> and they're and they're like, okay, so we're just gonna make this game, <laughs> and uh, or cordboard, <laughs> <laughs> the or cordboard. We didn't win, even mention the or yeah, cordboard. We, we didn't. We didn't. But um, so that's yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see like especially how some of these first timers deal with. Um, the issues that come up, uh, how communicative they are, because that's really important. Um, I really don't ever want us to be like those guys who are like, Hey, thanks for your money. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I think, yeah, it's important to keep the community active or try to keep engaged, which I'm, I'm terrible at doing that normally, but, um, it's, it's also gonna be interesting too, to see how, cause one of the things with the, as you get, bigger in publishing um you have more sway with the the actual printers overseas that are doing the printing right because i remember um the last game uh, seventh continent had an issue a couple issues or maybe they're just really picky it was like coloring issues and they actually delayed quite a bit to get those resolved and so it'll be interesting to see with smaller games if there are any like things that were out of their control that they just have the pull to deal with and how that right. might affect you and things to like keep your eyes open for especially if you're doing a first game um I had an issue recently myself with uh, <laughs> the second part of Seven the Continent is so late. It's just coming now oh. and I'm moving in a month and a half and I have to change my, I can't change my address on Kickstarter. I just missed the cutoff. Ooh. And so uh, it's shit. It's the ship from the printers arrived in the States earlier this week. So I should be okay. It should be to me in right. a month and a half. Oh, I yeah. would hope so. I would hope so too. Um, I would hope so too. But I had a moment of panic, like I'm gonna have to just lurk around my old apartment, just like, hey, is right. anyone coming? Anything come for me? <laughs> yeah, I fortunately. I don't trust forwarding, <laughs> especially for the game that I yeah. really want. I don't want to lose. We have we have a PO box and have for like years. Um, so even when we move and 
even when we lived in our house, we still, and now we live in an RV, but uh, even when we lived in our house, we still had a P.O. box, the same P.O. box. Idea. So that way, kind of like my mailing address never changes. Yeah. So I don't usually worry about that kind of thing. So that's that's something to think about. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. And super cheap. Yeah. Because the post office... They so please give us money. Yeah, pretty anything, much. Pretty much. Anything like, else? <laughs> you walk in and you're like, I'll take a P.O. box. And you start bidding. <laughs> one, one, one. Can one, I get one, no, one two, okay, two, please, two, two over here? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is interesting. It does definitely feel flooded, though, for sure. Like, it's just mm-hmm. hard. It's like every, any one of those companies gets to that point. Like, Etsy, I remember Etsy being like, it's where you can sell your crafts and things that you made by hand online. It was like, that's cool. And then there's like yeah. a billion people on there and like everything you, can't you do, find can't find anything. And it's all, it's yeah. all very yeah, used polished to be, marketing to get at the top. If you could get a couple of cool things on Etsy, people could find it. Yeah, exactly. there yeah. weren't, there wasn't that much there. And Etsy store, you could, if you really took care of your business and, and you could do pretty well or just um, new things were like highlighted for a second now there's so many new things yeah, nothing not everything can be seen unless it's you are specifically looking for a person a specific person's etsy store you're not just gonna find it yeah browsing. exactly so kind of like ebay too like ebay used to be a lot you know what i feel like might be the next thing like a good business to have as a as a side supplemental business to kickstarter is almost mar- a, something about marketing just for indie games like if you could because where you get the edge is creating buzz so if you have sort of someone right. who can help you like i don't know cr- create an either create an online presence for yourself or help you supplement your own keeping your game in people's mm-hmm. mouths like because other i don't kickstarter is never going to change by itself and it's too far gone at this point where you're going to get another viable business similar to that just for non-big publishers right. <laughs> it just wouldn't make the money I, I, well, I think I can if see. you had a dude who wanted to do this full time let's say anybody who's listening here's here's the hundred dollar idea randy write this down yeah. <laughs> here's here's the you can make literally dozens of dollars for this <laughs> dozens um if if you could get enough like indie publishers uh, really small, like one game kind of publishers, self-publishers, whole bunch of them, um, to do something like fifteen or twenty dollars a month or something like that. Oh, um, like it's, to, oh okay. for you to generate sure. buzz, and it could be enough for you to go around during convention season to hit up all the big cons, even a bunch of the little regional ones, get a table, um, get enough contacts with with different people there uh, you know you have to be one of those outgoing people who go out and hey come over here and let's check this out here's a few of the things that we've got going on you know really trying to generate buzz for this you know um, giveaways things like that you know make stickers what have you yeah uh, for people get get people in that community involved so with a big twitter presence uh, big facebook group you know um, and and i think that that would benefit the community because I yeah. don't think that that's something that a self-publisher really can on their own go out and afford. And I know there's like the um, was the Indie Game Alliance, uh, IGA, mm-hmm. free plug, because we're part of that, um, where they have a con presence. And they hmm. sort of, but there's like 1,100. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing publishers. once again. <laughs> and some of them are big publishers. Like some yeah. of them, they, they have some pretty good sized ones um, there too. I think Simon actually is in the 
indie game alliance which doesn't make any sense but you know whatever <laughs> um but it sort of does something similar uh but it does a lot on uh volunteer volunteer basis and i don't think they do much to really um plug specific games or specific right. things i think uh if you're one of the like pay 300 dollars a month or whatever members I think you get a lot more of those features. Sure, yeah. Um, so you're just still hiring like hype, basically a hype. Yeah, but they have like people like hype for man, street teams persona. and stuff where they're like, "Hey, come volunteer for this." And you're like, yeah. well, but you're making money. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the problem. Is it turns back into like so? There's a lot of free work going on for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't seem like, to get much cool, out of this. But yeah, but, I mean, it's it's interesting, and I think it's, it's really cool idea and i think uh it does what it's supposed to do but i think without getting that big because they they have the free um the free membership level which is what we're Mm -hmm. we're in where they don't really do much of anything really they'll put you in the newsletter of like you know hey these kickstarters are going on yeah but at the same time it's going out to a bunch of indie publishers who (laughs) are probably not going to back your game yeah you know, so rather than marketing to other self-publishers, uh, it would be, I think, interesting if you had a formula to do uh, an inside kid pulse on the ga- board gaming community itself and could kind of do more marketing, be a marketing company specifically for yeah. self-published or indie board games. I think that that would be an awesome niche. And I think that there are plenty of self-publishers and indie publishers who would be willing to pay for it. Yeah. You'd wonder, but I, I, I agree. I think it's, I, a, I think that that's how, does that. how you get away from it. But, and it's so, uh, it's so hard to organize that and get that, keep that going. Yeah, but, cons cons aren't cheap. Travel no, isn't no. cheap, so I mean, you'd have to have some money behind it. But you wonder too if there's going to be a pushback with Kickstarter, like because one of the reasons why people embraced it so much, with having the invasion of more established publishers, is just more consistent quality, and so mm-hmm. you never get more of an idea where you're going to get. But you're also spending a lot more money too, typically. Right. But when you spend that money, you definitely don't want to be surprised that you really hate the game that you just spent a lot of money on. True. So. But you kind of wonder, I, I wonder when the, because it feels like there's inevitably going to be some sort of pushback or resurgence of interest in smaller, in yeah. smaller, less um, polished, uh, less big publisher games when that's going to happen. Because, you know, the game definitely, the game, game players definitely appreciate um, innovations in design and right. people trying new things with design. It doesn't help, though, that um, there are a lot of bad games on Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of games that... There have been games where I'm like, hey, this sounds really cool that I've actually backed. And then I go through the stuff a little more, like the the playthroughs and stuff. And I'm like, hmm. you know, actually, this looks kind of terrible. Right. Like, in its actual execution. Like, I, I'll, I'll love the theme and I'll love the idea behind it. And, oh, I really like those mechanics. But then you actually watch the gameplay and you're like... Huh. I might actually be upset if I get this. So yeah. I cancel the pledge, um, which I try not to do very often. But uh, I mean, put they, it on the never going to buy list and write right, a letter. Yep. Never going to buy list. Because <laughs> yeah. I have that much time and that much rage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's hard too. Cause it's like, do you, yeah, I don't know. I, 
it's a it is a nice spot right now as a buyer because you do have all these options mm-hmm. but that definitely is becoming extremely extremely top heavy every year more and more every year yeah it's it's middle heavy now but it is getting top every top heavier because those middle companies are making a lot of money off this guaranteed well, if sales you want, if you want your kickstarter to generate 50 to one hundred fifty thousand dollars guaranteed just do anything that has miniatures your yeah. game can be total dog shit. Oh, for sure. And yeah, some the of these miniature big effect. miniature games, you look at them and you're like, there's nothing innovative about this. The gameplay yeah. looks terrible. Um, I'm not even sure they, they really have an idea of what this game really is about. And they're kind of vague on exactly how <laughs> stuff works. They just kind of show you an overview and you're like, the only reason people are buying this, the miniature collectors are buying sure, this. Sure, yeah. Because they get them and they're like, throw out all the stuff that is in miniatures. They'll paint the miniatures or whatever, and they'll use them in other games right, or what right. have you. Um, they don't give a shit about that game. It's just minis. And and now you start to see a lot of just miniature Kickstarters mm-hmm. where there's really no game behind it. It's just, hey, look at these cool-ass miniatures you can use in your D&D tabletop battle or right, whatever. Right. And people, well, they snatch them up. Yeah. But it's... Uh, so, so I think that that's... That's kind of one trend that I don't really care for. I'm not a huge miniatures guy. I like minis. I think minis are cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. they have their place. Uh, I was a big Warhammer 40k guy. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think that a it's lot of enough. games... It's just not enough. I, 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 a lot of games on Kickstarter, you've, uh, I feel like, have minis just to have minis. Mm-hmm. Where they could just as easily be uh, a token or you know, a nondescript cube because there's no reason that needs to be, yeah. uh, you know, six inch high octopus or whatever. Right. It's um, kind of, some games are even laughable where it's, it's not even sized right. It's just like, how does this right. all fit on the board? Like, and how will I see information on the board <laughs> when that, it's just mini bases covering that, every piece of art? Death may die or, or Cthulhu Wars, maybe? One of those ones that had the like giant, like, uh, like two foot high Cthulhu oh, mini. Yeah, yeah. It was like a three hundred dollar add on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you <laughs> fucking like, kidding what? me? Yeah, and it people bought it. They totally did. Yeah, and it was it was ridiculous. It didn't even like do anything. No, it was just a cool Cthulhu thing. Yeah, and you're like, what? Then, man, I, man. I guess okay, <laughs> sure. That's weird, but all right. Um, I don't remember what game that was. I think I, I feel like it was Death May Die, but um. Not don't quote me on that. So I have a question for the some of the smaller games you're buying. What's the average like buy-in for the smaller games right now? Like that you've been looking at. Um, most of the most of the games that I'm buying are in the fifteen to thirty dollar range. Okay, so that's that's kind of what I was expecting yeah. too. So you can that's a good seems like a good balance of like what a vendor can do use to make get money back and actually make mm-hmm. it worth a while plus. You know, that's very reasonable to yeah. be buying a bunch of games to try out. Yeah, and that to me is a big, uh, that's a big draw for me personally is if you can say, hey, only $15. Yeah. And you know what? You don't even have to charge me shipping. Uh, you can charge me separate shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not looking at $15 all inclusive. I'm looking at $15 to be like, oh, yeah. 15 bucks. Yeah. I, can, I can totally do that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it'll be like, Five dollars to ship in the U.S. Okay, that's fine. Twenty bucks, but in my head, I'm paying fifteen. Sure, because you know that's cool, and I'd expect to pay shipping charges. <laughs> um, 
And so it it's a tough pull for me to get me to buy anything over $35. Yeah. It has to be like the game I've been waiting for. Right. Or right. something that I just have to have for me to, to back something like that. Because if I put in $55 for a game, I don't want to wait nine months to a year to get it. Right, right. If I toss in $15 for a game... I don't give a shit if I get that game in a year. Right. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I've probably forgotten about you, game. By the time <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. You know? That's like happy surprise. So yeah. So surprise just Christmas. Kinda, I kind of set myself up for like, oh, fun. <laughs> a a year's worth of surprises. I wonder what this is. <laughs> um. So, but it doesn't cost very much, and that's right. I'm willing to take a chance on somebody doing something like that. Um. It, it really has to blow me away if it's. Over probably 35 bucks, yeah, 35, 40 bucks. Yeah, um, I'm the same way in that really has to because that that's an investment. Oh, for sure. And and honestly, I can take that same 50 bucks and I can go to the game store and I can buy a game that I can literally walk out right. of the store and play it. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot to there's be said a lot for of good that. games out there because there are up. very few games on Kickstarter that I'm like. Oh my God, this is the only game that does this because it's probably not. Yeah. You know, it's the only worker placement game ever. No, it's not. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> drafting. Oh God. Drafting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I feel too about a lot of the games availability. Like there's also so much crossover and feel like it's just, it's almost, yeah, it's that way too. Like I rarely, rarely buy a game. I haven't played. You know what I mean? Like I will mm-hmm. usually I'll have someone will introduce it at game night or someone will, I don't know, I'll find a way to play it in some way. And then I'll be like, yeah, that was pretty good. I, there's only a like, I didn't obviously I didn't play seventh continent and then carnival zombie I haven't played. So I could totally f- screw me over on those. But, um, but I don't want to spend money that more than 40 bucks on a game. I haven't played either because yeah. it can easily be a stinker. And then it's just like, well, this sucks. <laughs> like I can't even like, you might be able to sell the game. You can't even, it's not really going to get yeah. rid of it in any way. You can scrap it for parts, but I'm kind of the same way. If somebody introduces me to the game and I really like it, it goes on my list. I'll, I'll go out and buy it. Even if it's a little pricier, um, for me to buy a pricier game, brand new that I've never played before. I have to have watched playthrough videos. Mm-hmm. I'll have to have gotten, you know, it has to have gotten really good reviews, uh, I mean, I'll research those games. Yeah, I don't ever the hell about it. walk through the game store and be like, ooh, that's pretty. Have you ever had one that you were obsessed with, you didn't get, and then later you're kind of like, I'm kind of glad I didn't get that game. Because yeah. now that I'm more experienced with it or played that style more, I'm like, I don't think I would have. I would have liked it, yes. but it would have been like, yeah. Because I feel like that's that's also the hesitancy because you have that experience. And you're like, mm. ooh, dodged a bullet there, <laughs> at least yeah. to a degree. Yeah, I've I've had a few games like that where they're just so much on my list, and then I actually play them at a game night, or uh, I'll see a playthrough of it later, and I'll be like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah I would not have liked that. Like, yeah, that would not have have gone over real well." And I kind of wish that I'd sort of taken that approach from the beginning because I have a crap ton of games. A lot of them right, I haven't right, played, right? And a lot of them, I look at in the in the wrap and go you know what i'm never gonna open you <laughs> right. like literally ever gonna open right you. yeah because i know now just through the community and hearing things and and stuff 
that I know I'm not going to like this game. Right. But I bought it. Yeah. And I'm not going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know what I'm going to do with those. Yeah. Um, maybe sell them to... I, I don't even know because it's not like there's a huge you know board game black market out there or anything for unwanted shitty games (laughs) yeah i i have a couple i have a couple like that as well but i don't know i definitely yeah you get to that point in in your your uh board game purchasing point where you kind of get gun shy about it i and and i know as a gamer i know now what i like and yeah for sure whereas when i I first got into the hobby it was uh Ooh, that sounds neat. Ooh, that sounds... I'd never heard of that. That sounds neat. Yeah. Oh, that looks cool. Never played cool. anything like that before. Yeah, you know, and, and now I'm like, oh, all I have to do really is kind of hear about a game for a couple of minutes from somebody describing it to know if I like it or not. Yeah. You know, I know what mechanisms I'm drawn to. I know which ones I'm repelled by. And and I kind of just have a, a feel for what style of gameplay I like. Mm-hmm. And there are just some games that are never going to be that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Totally. As cool as they look or as interesting as they sound or whatever, it's just not something I'm ever going to bring to the table. Yeah. Or as high rated as they are, because that's the thing where you get in that yeah. loss, that cycle of hype and watching reviews. And you're like, oh, wow, they're having so much fun playing this game. <laughs> Look, right. I would probably be having that much fun playing this game. I would. Even though but I don't like won't. this mechanism. Yeah, you won't. But you it's won't. done in a different way. Maybe this is the way that makes me like this mechanism. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. So. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It'll be interesting, though, wherever wherever Kickstarter goes. But it does feel like, um, God, if they could do something with smaller games, it's that's not... I don't know how you logistically do this and actually not drown in the cost of doing this, but like have for indie games, the ability to actually play a game. But that kind of goes back to if you have some, a business in the conferences that just brings a lot of Kickstarter games together that are small and lets you play them. Well, a lot, a lot of uh, games now uh, do um, they, they kind of, they put themselves out on uh, tabletop simulator. Oh right, okay, um, sure. And uh, there's two of them. What is it? Tabletop simulator and what's the other one? <sighs> I know. I was trying to think of it too. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. There. Yeah. But, anyway, the other uh, one. But there, there's two of them. Um, and so a lot of a lot of them will will put the art assets on there and say, "Here's the game. Play it on tabletop simulator. See if you like it." Right. Um, a lot of them now are doing print and play versions. Where it's like, sure. hey, uh, you can download the print and play version for free before you decide you're going to back it, just to make sure you like it. Yeah, and that make, that's a yeah. makes sense. That's a really good idea to do that. And a lot of people are thinking, well, that's what they're just giving their game away. No, they're not because yeah. there's a big difference between, hey guys, you you all want to play this this cool game I got, and you whip out, you know. <laughs> slips of paper that you eight cut by out. eleven yeah, and a half it's all like cut black out sheets. And yeah. yeah, and they're like, don't bend these too much. They're a little crumpled up. No, I really don't want to play that. Versus, I like this game. I want good, concrete, solid parts and bits yeah. and and cards and and most stuff, people so. are not. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a G, that's really good because most people are not. Even if you pay the money and print it out, you're not going to be cheaper than buying the game if you go to Kinko's and have right. Kinko's make you the game. It's right. still going to be more expensive. Yeah. yeah. And that's just a dick move. <laughs> Even if it was the same money, you're just not move. paying them for the game you like. Yeah. And nobody, so, yeah. Nobody's putting together like print quality right. games yeah. off of print and play files. They're just not. Yeah. It's, you know, another 
Oh, never mind. I'm just going on a tangent, but um, I was going to double down on that first. But Do yeah, because I feel like the community is still pretty, pretty good about that. Like mm-hmm. people, there are people. I mean, there's definitely. I was looking at um, Dixit expansions the other day, and because uh, it's just a perfect fit for. I like we can play as a family with Isaac. He doesn't quite get it, but he's almost there. And he was looking at expansions, and the expansions are kind of pricey. You know, so I was just wondering if anyone had them on eBay. And there was this guy who had them really cheap, and I was like, "That's impossibly cheap for four expansions." It was like fifteen dollars. I'm like, "That doesn't seem possible." And I was looking at them, and they were like Chinese knockoffs, and they looked exactly like Dixit, except the back had um, a blank. Uh, there's no white border on the back of the cards. Everything mm-hmm. else looked pretty much the same. And I was like. Oh, all right, I'm not going to buy that. I want to, <laughs> but I'm not going to because I know. Because I want to support the community. Yeah, I want to support the community. Guy. I'll just get, instead of four for an insane price, I'll, I'll get one. And I only need one anyway. So. Right. Um, but I still think the community is pretty good about that. I mean, I've, uh, I think I've, I've only bought one cheap ass game. And it was like a patchwork I bought a long time mm-hmm. ago. And it was definitely the Chinese version of patchwork. But ah. at the time, I wasn't exactly clear why it was oh, so no. cheap yeah. and i was and then i got i'm like oh instructions are completely in chinese <laughs> i mean patrick yeah. has no words outside of that so you don't really care right. but yeah. but anyway um <laughs> all of the tiles are printed on paper <laughs> yeah rice <laughs> like paper actual it's paper yeah. it's sort of weird um, <laughs> no it was the same game that's the thing you it's know what i think black happened and white i don't understand <laughs> yeah, what's, yeah. what's happening you know what i think happened is that what i think happens is that some of the publishers or the printers who they send the games over to just have all the assets with them and they're like all right well we did their order let's make our own order and sell those and so they resell in the chinese market or some other market which inevitably gets on ebay right Um, well those the chinese that whole industry has a history of like just not caring about copyright laws. Oh, IP. Yeah, they're IP like, well, you basically anything. gave it to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's that whole, you gave your game away. You literally did it if you had it printed over there. You're pretty much, right. they're not. Right. Like, what I do mean, you do, sue us? <laughs> they're like, yeah, here's here's a new, brand new iPhone. It's $100. Really? That's yeah. an iPhone? <laughs> yep. It's not, but they say it is because, <laughs> yeah. you know, shit, why not? Yeah, it's as close as we got. It looks yeah. like one. That's all you really care about, right? Yeah, and it says iPhone right on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah in large we, Chinese letters. Yeah, we bought all the excess ones from the <laughs> overprinting they did for iPhone, for Apple, and then we just bought them cheap, and now we put them yeah, on our crap phones. So, yeah. Right. It, you know what else is an interesting industry where I see people, hmm. where I'm curious if this takes off, uh, speaking of printing on for yourself, is um, printing uh, supplemental pieces for games, like doing, because I feel like a lot of games come out and are pretty much they're done but there's like a slight thing that annoys you about the game like one example i have is uh uh, jamaica's expansion the crew i recently got that and i really like it and it's a whole the way you have to use it it's a box it's not as deep as jamaica but it's as wide uh the 2d dimensions of it are Mm -hmm. the same size as jamaica so it takes up a lot of table space and you need to have it on the table because the pieces are organized to be pulled in a certain way so it's this huge blocky thing in jamaica with a full complement is already a lot of table and my friend of mine made um his own little thing. I thought it was part of the game. And so when I got my game, I was looking for it. I'm like, Oh, I forgot this stupid thing. And I called him and it's like, no, I made that. So anyway, he made this little <laughs> much tinier thing huh. that does the same thing. And I've, um, and it, he printed with the same art of, um, from Jamaica. So it looks like the boat art. It looks like the same theme oh, and it looks really good. So he sent me the copy and I printed one myself. But anyway, I was going to say, I wonder if there's more, cause I've also heard of other people doing this for other games. If another side business that's developing, 
that we're going to see is people doing that, making little yeah. supplemental redesigns and well, stuff. And you, you see that a lot now with things like, um, you know, deluxified resources. Yeah. You know, that, oh, replace your shitty cubes with, you know, <laughs> actual grapes or yeah. whatever. And then uh, <clears throat> there's stuff like uh, where they do uh the box inserts sure so yeah like bento Broken boxes token or whatever yeah thing, yeah um where they'll do really nice inserts or they'll do they you know, all these this custom storage solutions and yeah. stuff for specific games um so i think there is there definitely is an industry in there what i'm curious about is what sort of licensing or um right you hit a wall there issues do you come into with i mean i understand anyone can be like oh um i'm making little grape tokens that look like grapes right yeah um for whatever you will use for them whatever. for whatever yeah. yeah so at, at what point can one say specifically oh for viticulture or for whatever sure. um so so i, I don't know what kind of because you already issues. do see that you see like you see like just grapes or meeples mm-hmm. of some sort that are clearly for a specific game, but it's well, just like also, also can you see, anything. Uh, like indie indie people like on the game crafter and stuff. Yeah, uh, they've got hey replace unit placement upgrade resources for um, you know scythe or whatever, and it yeah. specifically mentions the game and talks about how to substitute those out. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just publishers being cool with it because they're like, hey, it's kind of like free advertising for us. I guess if they're not copying like or, the exact the publisher's version of the deluxe, or are they? Because if I, it's, I don't think that I don't think yeah, because if they're like no, making their own design their own. and saying you can use this aside, I could see that being okay. Yeah. But but it's just whether they can use the name of the game in their advertising. Sure. Yeah. You know, but but at the same time, if I'm a publisher, I look at that and say. Hey, cool. Yeah, at least you have the game. <laughs> Free advertising. Uh, I mean, this is... Uh, if somebody's like, hey, those look really neat. Scythe, what's that? And then they go look it up and buy it just yeah. so they can buy these upgrade tokens because they really like them. <laughs> then you know what? Good like on the, you, buddy. Good, good on like, you. Good like the idea of one guy who doesn't know what Scythe is and he stumbles upon it because he watches the message boards of a, these backward back room token designs. Okay, so... I'm a token it's head. Probably, it's probably not going to happen, but... <laughs> But you know, it'd be neat. It's a neat. Idea. <laughs> it's yeah. an amazing scenario. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. But anyway, it is interesting. It, I don't know. It's a, it's fun to see what people are doing with their own games because I've started doing like pe- other people have done inserts. Of course, it's kind of where it started. Everyone mm-hmm. would do foam core and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've started to consider with uh, now that I have buy, I'm buying less games and I'm trying to play them more often. That you sort of have games where you're kind of thinking, oh, I would, if I had my druthers, I would do this a little different or put this in a different way or at least have this presented in a different way and so i'm starting to do that just on my own but um anyway board games are a never-ending well of things to modify and yes. make your own yes all right well i think we're pretty good on time so i think uh by good on time i mean we're kind of over oh yeah wow well. so um all right well then uh Unless you have anything else to add, I think we'll I have sign off. nothing to add. Just uh, catch you guys later. We'll be continuing talking about our game as we get more information. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, pop in and check in here while we're doing with that. Um, but other than that, go look up at Ethnos and don't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and try not to fall asleep as you're looking at the board, but know that you'll awaken as soon as you start playing. Yes, and and if you haven't, subscribe to our podcast and 
like it or whatever and review it if you would and um then we can continue to bring you whatever it is that we bring you <laughs> content i guess let us know what we bring you and yes reach yeah, out in the comments please let us know what we're bringing you exactly so that we don't forget it all right all right so this is uh this is bill price <laughs> Kaz gable see you guys next time